Welcome to The Purpose Project. I'm Emily, a 23-year-old graduate student who's on her journey to find her purpose. I mean, who isn't? On this podcast, we'll chat through the good, the bad, and the ugly, having raw and real conversations about lifestyle, career, health, and mindset. The path to find your purpose isn't easy, but we can do it together, one episode at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Purpose Project. My name is Emily. I'm going to be your host. Welcome if you are new. Welcome back if not. I'm so excited to have you here with us today for the next hour to have an amazing conversation with two amazing women that I had the chance to get to know and learn more about their business, which we will dive into in a moment. I want to keep this intro really short and sweet, give you guys the mantra and the affirmation of the week, give you a little life update, and then dive right into today's episode because it is that good. So for today's mantra and affirmation, I I don't know if this is an actual affirmation that people use, but with the current state of the world and we just got over the hump of the 2020 election and we have a new president and vice president coming into office. Um, I just want to remind you all that your voice matters. And that's the affirmation for this week. My voice matters. I matter. It's as simple as that. It's just a reminder to you that even after the big election happened and the big event, if you may, There are still smaller elections and smaller voting protocols happening within your state, within your city, and you need to remind yourself that you need to get out there and put your voice out there and have your voice heard. And that's not just with voting either, let me say that. It's with anything. If you have a certain view on a subject or you have a story to tell, if you want to share something about your life and your experiences, do it. We all have a voice We can all speak for a reason. So use it to your advantage and state what's on your mind. State what's on your heart. Share it with your friends and your family if you don't feel like creating a podcast to talk about it or posting a story on Instagram or a video on YouTube. You don't have to go that in-depth with it. But share your thoughts and emotions and feelings because your voice matters and you matter. So... I thought that was a great thing to tie in with the whole election and everything that's happening right now in the world. So just remind yourself of that. Okay. Okay. So a little life update for you all, which I don't know if you guys are going to shake your heads at me or pat me on the back or whatever it may be. So in regard to hard 75, l- let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> so and I know, I think you know where this is going, but so I'm doing this one of my, bleh, English, I'm doing this with one of my very good friends from my master's program and her and I decided to do this together so like we can support one another and like be suffering together, that type of thing. So like we're like, we're, we're in this together type of thing. So, but we were, we were going to an event on actually Saturday night, um, a few hours after the election was called and we kind of like decided that we thought that it was important to celebrate the first female vice president in office. So, and also 
With the Heart 75 program, there's four phases with it. And with those four phases, you have to complete them all within the same year. So if me and Heart were to complete Heart 75, our end date for this was January 1st, I believe. But since it was that, we weren't going to be able to hop into phase two because you have to complete it within the same year. So we would have to start over from phase one again, even though we just completed phase one. So we thought about it and we decided that we're not quitting, we're just postponing. So we did it for a solid three weeks and then we really wanted to celebrate um, our country and the future that we have ahead of us. So we did that. And you can respect it, you cannot, but I will be giving you guys updates on the Hard 75 Challenge again when January 1st hits because that is when I will be beginning the Hard 75 program again. So that's my update. I don't need to explain myself, but I just want, I know I was giving you guys updates, so I wanted to let you know that. But other than that, hanging in there, trying to enjoy the beautiful weather that we've been having lately in November. It's crazy. But um, Thanksgiving is coming up, which is crazy as well. But I'm very grateful for this life I'm living, even though some days it may be really stressful and the future may be inevitable. But Within today's 24, I'm just grateful for everything I have. Um, but yeah, so going off of that, I have a freaking awesome episode for you guys. Um, the founders and creators of Pothos Beauty are here with us today. Lydia and Diamond, they are fantastic and they are the definition of girl bosses. Um, just their aura and light and everything about them just emphasizes that beauty is universal and everyone is welcome. So I'm not going to take the spotlight away from them too much because I want them to be able to explain themselves and how they created Pothos Beauty and all of it. So this conversation is awesome and I really hope you enjoy it. Again, as I always say, all of their links are down in the show notes and I will also mention that again at the end of the episode in case you guys forget, but definitely check them out and support them because girls gotta support girls, you know? We, we in this together. So, <laughs> all right, guys, I'm going to let you dive right into this episode. Enjoy the conversation and I will talk to you after. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Purpose Project. Today, I have two wonderful individuals here with me, two guests. That's, yes, two, one, two. I have Diamond Hawkins and Lydia Devasai here with me today from Pothos Beauty. Hi, ladies. How are you? We're good. How are you? Good. Happy Tuesday, Emily. Yes, happy Tuesday. And for when my listeners listen to this, it will be Friday. So happy Friday to everyone, too. <laughs> Happy Friday, friends. Heck yeah. Um, so ladies, let my listeners know, who is Diamond and Lydia? Well, it depends on who's asking, right? <laughs> uh, my name is Diamond Hawkins. I'm a Connecticut native. Um, I currently serve as one of the co-founders here at Pathos Beauty. My background has a variety of different things in it. I've worked in tech. I've worked as a celebrity makeup artist for 10 years. I've worked on Fashion Week. Um, I was a product manager. I worked in client solutions. I'm a community builder. Um, I'm a lover of life, a plant lover. I'm obsessed with plants. It might be like a little bit of an illness of how obsessed I am with them. Um, I consider myself a chef, not a cook. I love, 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 love cooking, an avid traveler. Um, I don't know. I'm like addicted to living. I, I call myself a life junkie. 
is essentially like who Diamond is. Yeah. I think similarly to Diamond, um, my name is Lydia. I was born and raised in Eritrea. But those of you who don't know, it's a small country in East Africa. So I came here when I was 12 for higher education. My parents really believed in higher education. Um, so we came here. I studied international business with philosophy. I love philosophy. I love all about like defining your purpose and finding the higher purpose for yourself, for your life. Um, I, I love traveling. I think I moved around almost all my life. So I, like, I love cultures. I love traveling. I love food. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, I'm a few person. <laughs> I love that. I love how you both are just high on life. That just makes me so happy. And that's basically what the Purpose Project is all about. Just talking about how people enjoy and love life. But I, I don't think you both mentioned this. How old are both of you? 26. 26. You're both 26. Awesome. <laughs> how Our birthday is coming up. Happy early birthday. Thank Woo. you. <laughs> but how Thank did you. you ladies meet? What's the story? <laughs> this story is always so funny. We met on LinkedIn last year. Yes. So <laughs> we're LinkedIn friends. <laughs> we were LinkedIn friends for the majority of our friendship. And then we met in person this year in March. No, no. June. 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 Sorry. Right. So, so like a recent, like this June is the first time you guys met in person. Yeah. Yeah. We met online. Um, I worked at a company and I was recruiting her for a project. I was looking on this project. There were no women of color on the project. So I, in normal diamond fashion, do what I want. Um, and I was like, you know, there needs to be a woman that looks like me. So I went to recruit her and we hopped on the phone and we just started talking about all our similarities all the things that we love, how much we didn't like our jobs and things of that sort. And then we just like spoke on the phone all the time. Didn't meet in person until June. We had already started a business um, and agreed to be, agreed to be roommates. And we met at the airport <laughs> and we've been attached by the hip ever since. I cannot. It's My really wild. is like <laughs> dropped open. That is insane. Like it's crazy. <laughs> but that that's so interesting because I feel like I have a few friends that are like all across the country and we've never met in person, but I feel so close to all of them. And yeah. the day that we meet, it's gonna be like we we saw each other yesterday. So that's exactly how it felt. Yeah. yeah, I totally get that. And that's so cool. So you guys live together now. Where are you mm -hmm. residing? We're in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh, lovely. How's New York? It's fun. Amazing. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, because we're in a time of a uh, pandemic, yeah. but it's really interesting to see like the resilience of the people. But, yeah. you know, New York is New York. It will always be the greatest city in the world. Yeah. Not LA, friends. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to move to LA. That's why she's. <laughs> Well, she was well, going to move to LA and I was going to move to New York and we were going to build a company virtually. Mm -hmm. And then she changed her mind. Thank goodness. She came to her senses. I got a vision. And then she came to New York with me. <laughs> yeah. But everybody tells us like, oh, I wish you guys got the experience in New York when it was live and up. But I think the way it is right now is beautiful. We get to mm. see it like rebuild itself and the people here, they've been nothing but like amazing people. So it so feels like home. It does. And the people that stuck around, like, they're really, it's taking real grit to rebuild the city. Yeah. And it's really yeah. awesome to be around 
people who not only just like, oh my God, I'm in New York, but they, they really believe in the bones, the blood veins of New York, and they realize that they are what makes the heart beat. So that's really exciting to be able to see. It's, it's really nice to connect with people because it's real. Yeah, I could could not agree more. I feel like I'm in I'm in Philadelphia, so I'm like an uh, two three hours like south of you guys. But the city here is the same. Like everyone is like really just working together to like get past this. Like New York is is a beast. Like everyone, I, if you don't live in New York, you're very intimidated to go there. But through the pandemic, I've heard wonderful things. How people are just coming together and like really just live, breathe, or die New York. So. I'm so glad that you guys are getting settled there and enjoying yourself, but I really want to dive into the story behind Hotho's Beauty. <laughs> so you on LinkedIn, you started talking during the time you both had two separate jobs, recruiting for another job. How did this even come about? Walk my, me and my listeners through that. Got you. So, <laughs> so we remain friends, um, virtual friends. We would FaceTime all the time. And we changed jobs too. We yeah, we changed jobs by the end of the year, definitely. <laughs> so beginning of the year, January, um, leading up to February, we start talking a lot about like important stuff, like how many kids do we want to have? What kind of life do we want to have when we're married? What is our credit score going to look like? Or what do we have right now? Like just like serious adult conversations that I feel like people don't really share with. The, um, mm. with their friends or they kind of just keep to themselves so we were very like transparent about that and <clears throat> we can go into the whole thing march when it kicked off oh yeah um well at the at the top of covid um we just like spoke every single day we both at the time she lived in virginia and i yeah. lived in texas yeah. and we are both single women that lived alone mm -hmm. so it's all fun and games until there's a pandemic <laughs> you realize how lonely you actually are it's like not fun to live by yourself anymore um and we talked on the phone every single day nine hours a day we both worked at tech companies and we both worked remotely so we just co-worked all day um and then in april i had i got fired from my job thank god at the end of february and i was just trying to figure it out and then two weeks later there was like the massive shutdown of covid yeah um so going back to the point where we were talking every single day and then in April I received Yeah, we were going to build a consulting business around diversity and inclusion for remote teams cuz yeah. we saw things shifting. Mm -hmm. And we have been remote workers for a while and we know it takes a different kind of discipline and a different kind of set of systems to be put in place for it to work successfully without dismantling or bullying people at work. Because that happens a lot. There's a lot of cyber chat bullying happening on silos at work mm -hmm. for remote workers. So I feel for them and I wanted to, we wanted to come together and build something that make sure that companies and management are building systems that think about the human first. And then we realized that was too much work. <laughs> and we didn't want to do that. We did. Um, we just, we, we really didn't like corporate. And we're like, no, like this is, this is building Next. corporate again. No. Yeah. <laughs> Next. So we took a break and then in April, um, I received an email from Elle asking to interview me about doing my hair during COVID yeah. and like honoring my work. She's a celebrity makeup artist. Oh, yeah, that, work. that thing. So they contacted her in regards to that. <laughs> I always forget that that's a thing. They contacted me and I thought it was a scam. So I called her 
because it was just a random email and we talked like no I was like this is Kim she's like well just fill it out anyway and then we went through the questions together and she like helped me answer those questions because I really thought it was a scam and then we submitted it and thought nothing of it and that was also the time when we got a master class membership and we were like learning we weren't learning from RuPaul about how to be our best selves and work and show ourselves it was amazing I highly recommend you do it um and then she's like just do it if it turns to nothing it's nothing and I was like you're right so submitted thought nothing of it completely forgot that was in March yeah. And then at the end of April, I like started getting DMs from my friend, like, oh my God, I saw you on L. I'm like, what? Forgot about this. But what? <laughs> right? And then one of the comments that we wrote in was we noticed in COVID there was a lack of beauty supply stores or access for Black women hair products. Yeah. So, and our idea is it was we were going to build a, a beauty supply store online for black women. Um, and then we started running to the issues of not being able to have, it was essentially landlocked yep. on getting access to the products that we needed for our hair. Mm -hmm. That, and then we started realizing that that was a major issue. Mm -hmm. So we took a break after taking three very hard, long weeks, 18 hours a day, trying to get access to these products. Yeah, and nobody, we just couldn't. Yeah, nobody responded to our emails. And the crazy thing is we thought it was just like our only issue that we couldn't find our hair products or our hair needs. But we found out like majority of the women, especially black women, couldn't get access to their hair products. Like at all. Yeah. Whether it was we're in a pandemic on a lockdown yeah. or you lived in a city that is being gentrified. Mm -hmm. yeah. All the things that we need for our personal care were just gone. Yep. No warning. And then we knew that there was a major issue. So both of us have a love for social impact and a love for inclusivity. But inclusivity doesn't mean building other silos within the same space. It means coming together as a rainbow, not separate departments. So after that, we realized like it was landlocked. We were going to build something bigger. So one night, we were having a really deep working night. Um, just building out the branding and figuring it out. Then we just got like really excited. It became a rabbit hole of pictures and scanning the internet and looking at faces yeah. and thinking about our own problems. Like for me as a makeup artist, it was always so hard. I remember there's times before like a music set mm -hmm. and I needed to get products for everyone because I prided on being able to do all shades of makeup and making sure that they match perfectly so that they feel comfortable when they look at this footage. Mm -hmm. I hate it when people were uncomfortable. Yeah. So I remember early mornings where I'm running around New York City with my head chopped off, trying to find products that would meet like the most lightest person you'll meet, the darkest person or the reddest person or the bluest person, because there's more than three shades, right? Yeah. And I hated that, or I hate it when my diverse clients, I had to send them to 1700 stores to get products. I hate, I hated that. Yeah. I, I absolutely hated it. And more importantly, my friends who are biracial, not being able to fit in any category. I, I hated that. Yeah. So when we came together to build this, we wanted to build a space that was for everyone. Yeah. Like everyone, women, men, freckled, black, white, green, purple, yeah. whatever color you come in, we want to make sure there is something for you and that you're not just tolerated, but you're celebrated for your uniqueness. Yeah. And that's how Pato's Beauty was born. Yeah. And the community um, is what is the center in the front. 
of the business because we understand like the mental impact that it has on you. Mm -hmm. So like I suffered with depression in my college years and I know, yeah. And I know how that affected us when we went to tech, especially like being recruited for DNI initiative, but like you don't really have a place set to thrive within when you got in there. Mm -hmm. So we were like, you know, this is just crazy. So we wanted to build a company not only do we give a certain percentage of our revenue to our community to rebuild our community, but we wanted to have a culture where you're celebrated, where you're loved and you're not just like put in a box just because I need that for my DNI initiative. Well, ladies, what you're doing is absolutely amazing because I, I've, I've seen and noticed that there isn't a lot of diversity and inclusion in these spaces. And I think a lot of my friends, colleagues, and everyone in between, especially my listeners, are going to want to learn more about this and become a part of your community, myself included. So (laughs) so during this time, you guys also, from what I know, you were um, Founders Gym graduates. Do you want to talk a little bit through that? Um, So Founder Gym is essentially an accelerated program for underrepresented founders around the world. And it's very selective. Um, I don't know how many applications go, but for this particular cohort, they only picked 50. So it's extremely competitive. Um, And you're taught by some of the world leading trainers in the world. So people who are partners or the heads of their VC funds, uh, people who have um, trainers that have multi-million exits from their startups. Um, Some of your favorite startups in the world, their founders were some of the trainers. Um, And they really focus on giving you the tools to be the best founder that you can be, but more importantly, understand the fundraising ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Because as things shift to go digital, underrepresented founders don't have the resources or support that they need to build the companies to the levels that they can reach, right? Mm -hmm. So that was about six weeks and we worked with 49 other um, startups and those founders, and we worked really closely getting ready for fundraising, understanding how the ecosystem works, working hand in hand with these amazing trainers from like Y Combinator and beyond, and just giving you the tools and the network necessary to set you up for success. So that was an interesting experience. I I loved everything about it. I got to meet some pretty badass founders, badass brands. People are building the things that are going to change the world, and we got to bring them in to be friends. Um, and they support what we do here. They are like our biggest cheerleaders. <laughs> it's yeah. it's amazing. I, I highly recommend anyone who is an underrepresented founder to go through the program um, because it really is a family that sets you up for the next level. That is so cool that they're offering things like that. And so how yeah. long was the program? Six extensive ass weeks. Like <laughs> it, it really is a commitment. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's a founder gym. It's like, you're, you're in a gym, you're an accelerated Olympic training. You're in a gym. Like it's, it is not easy, but when you want to build something, you remember your why, why yeah. you put yourself through that. So it was hard and, you know, I'm really thankful that I have Lydia as my best friend and a co-founder because going through that, it it takes all kinds of tolls on you. It takes you, it stretches you in a way that you've never been stretched before. And she was here to support me every single day. So it's like, when I think about entrepreneurship, I, I think the biggest thing is like, do build a business with your best friend because there will be times when it's hard and you have someone else to be there with you through the whole process. 
And that was actually the next topic I wanted to hop into. I wanted to hear how working with a co-founder, working with your best friend, what is that like? Because <laughs> some people, myself included, I feel like I thrive on my own, but I also thrive in a pack. So like someone gave me a metaphor once is like, you're, you're a wolf. You can lead a pack, but you can also thrive alone. So like mm -hmm. that's the type of mindset I am in. And sometimes like back when I think about school, when I was in group projects, ugh, dread. Oh, I, hate I hate those. Right? Oh. Yeah. No. Cause I always ended up doing all the work or someone else ended up like slacking. It was this, whatever I digress, yeah. but <laughs> creating a business and moving so far from where you started to New York City and creating Pothos Beauty. Yeah. Talk me through a little bit about the challenges, the good things like you just mentioned about having a co-founder that is your best friend. I think the cool part is that um, <laughs> we both are the top people who lived alone, we traveled alone. So we kind of were just like thriving by ourselves in our individual lives. So when we met, it was like, hey, I like you, you like me. Like <laughs> we have like the similar lives, like let's combine our resources. If you think about it, like um, in my head, the scene that comes to my head is that like, we literally just came into the table with all of our knowledge, our experiences and the things that we wouldn't like, here I am, you know, <laughs> let's combine. It's like bringing on the table. It's like, all right, everything is ours now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we literally just combine all of our lives together and be like, here we are. And this is what we're going to create. <laughs> it's really cool. Like, I mean, we also live with each other. And I know most people say like, you shouldn't live with your like business partner. You shouldn't like mix friends and business and whatever the fuck they say. Um, but like, I disagree because you know, so she, like, when she moved out of her apartment. Yeah. She, My lease ended a month before her. Yeah. So she came down to Texas mm -hmm. and we lived together for a month. And yeah. then we drove from Austin to New York City together. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's a, that's a major part of, like, what builds this company, right? It's, like, yeah. because we have a connection to each other, because we have a commitment to be best friends and we have a ton of fun. Everything is work because like when you're building something like a society, everything is work, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like you're traveling, it's work. You're hanging out, it's work. You're cooking dinner, it's work because it's all things about building spaces for humans. Yeah. But it's really freaking fun because like you don't have this stupid corporate cadence <laughs> that like you have to keep on when you're working mm -hmm. with other people. But when you're working with your best friend, you're a hundred percent yourself. Like yeah. we do have... I know like it's hard working with your people that you're close with, but yeah. for us, we understand boundaries. For us, we integrate that into our lives and the system into our business. So yeah. when we think about the systems that we use, we work so hard on crafting them that we can work independently and together. Mm -hmm. So we both enjoy being, like you said, like a lone wolf, but can also lead a pact. Mm -hmm. um, and every single automated system in our company every single program that we use, every single policy in our company is built in a way that we can work cohesively together yeah. and it's not destroying or damaging anybody. The, the weight is always balanced yes. and everything is transparent. Yeah. And we've expanded recently to a team. Um, so we have like a team of five internally and those systems are now translating over to them and they're able to work independently or they're able to work inside of a team. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it's actually a ton of fun. Like it is so much fun. Like when we build content, we build it together. When we interview people, we interview together. It's like, (laughs) we just get to do things. You've always, as an independent person, you've always speak for myself. I've always were looking for someone that I wasn't necessarily pulling, but someone that I can work hand in hand at the same level. And it's an honor to find somebody who just also has this crazy independent adventurous life. And we wake up every day with this crazy independent adventurous life, but together. Yeah. That is but we so have boundaries. Cool. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something I want to talk about. How do you distinguish the boundaries between working and fun friend time? Like, because you do live together, how is it like, a, obviously you run a business, it's a 24 seven thing, but how do you distinguish those times where you are business boss woman and friends hanging out on a couch? How, how do you really distinguish those boundaries? Huh. Well, first, question. I go back to say, like, we, we pride on saying when you build, it's, it's all about how you build your life, right? Yeah. Mm. You build your life and you build your business around your life. So you don't build your business and your life around your business. You don't yep. do that. And yep. that makes a very, I mean, we both have had businesses in the past. We're serial entrepreneurs. But I think that you think about what kind of life you want to build and you build your business around that. So some yeah. of the things that we put into place is we don't work on Mondays. Love that. At all. Majority there, of Fridays. Too. Majority of Fridays we don't work. Um, yeah. But now we have a team, so that flexes a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we don't work before 10 a.m. We barely talk to each other before 10 o'clock. Yeah. We start creeping out of the room like permits. Like, come on, <laughs> around 10. And yeah. we know after 6 we don't really talk about work. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes we do, but it's like if we both get like a spark and we'll like mm-hmm. talk about it, but we won't do work. We yeah. will strategize, but yeah. we won't do work. Yeah. Um, and if there's things that we want to do for work, they all go into Notion and all the details, you better put every single detail possible yeah. Um, yeah. in the Notion. And that's how we work together. And on Mondays, we usually hang out, whether it's <coughs> nature, nature spa days exploring the city people watching um i guess it's our market research days but yeah it doesn't feel like work we just like hang out and just watch how other people work yeah. we like get to know the community we go to the city we talk go to people yeah so it's not pictures. work yeah. a lo- the thing is a lot of our work other than like doing things to make sure the team is set up it doesn't feel like work really so That's I guess really cool. there are boundaries, but yeah. when you walk in your, when you are walking in your purpose and you found your purpose partner, yeah. what is work? Yeah. And that's, I think everything everyone strives for. I mean, personally, yeah. I promised myself that I will never work a job that I hate because I want to wake up every day and be excited. Like that is my biggest fear, I think. Mm-hmm. And right now, especially due to the pandemic, a lot of people are struggling to find that because they have to pick up any job just to make ends meet. So yeah. it's definitely finding those side hustles, side passions, starting a project with your best friend and creating mm-hmm. it into a business are things that are really going to inspire you to refine that purpose. So what advice would you ladies have for anyone that may want to start a business? Go for it. Because I think, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think, honestly speaking, Emily, <clears throat> they made it so hard. They made it look like it's so hard. Oh, God. And like this. The like, boogie monster. 
Yeah. They made it seem like it was this. Like we were just going to be swallowed. In. This unaccepted, like you have to give 10,000 hours to build a startup and your life's going to be gone for the first 10 years. Yeah. And, then the first and it's going to take a while. Yeah. And then the first person that like wants to invest in you, just like open your whole house for them and then just let them in. It's We're never going to get It's all about VC and exits. It's all it's about. Yeah. And it's not that at all. Yeah, and we didn't want it to be like that. So we wanted to to remain as co-founders and run this company until we really needed to be uh, where we needed to be. And then like step into our lives, like whether we want to be mothers or like raise our kids, step into that and like hire somebody else to take care of it. But like that's something that we both decided because that's what we wanted. We didn't want to go through the traditional VC route and give away a portion of our company just to give us $1 million that's going to run out next week. You know, so it doesn't make sense for us. Yeah, and it just goes back to like believing like, if I were to say to someone else or a younger entrepreneur, keep trying until you find one. Like, do not stick into something because it may be lucrative or people are telling you to pick one thing. Yeah. Don't just stick with that thing. Like, if it causes you anxiety or makes you uncomfortable, it's probably not for you. Mm-hmm. So I would say, with starting a business, just keep trying to keep trying to find one that feels right, and you'll know when it's the right one because you want to give it everything you have. Yeah. And like, just do it. And there's no right way. Like, you can watch a hundred webinars. You can get training by the best people. But there's nothing like just doing it. And if yeah. you want to build a unicorn, you just kind of got to pick your own path. Yeah. You can't just follow every single blueprint. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what a lot of people end up doing. They consume all of this content, these podcasts, webinars, take online classes, like get a degree. And then they don't apply it to their own life. They just try to copy and paste. Yeah. And I- yeah let's not talk about school being a scam. <laughs> I have I mean, a master's degree and it did not help me in my business. I have an MBA. No. It taught me nothing about entrepreneurship. Nothing. Same. I think it's all about the experience too, about just putting yourself out there and just mm-hmm. going after it. Do you guys have any yeah. mentors in your business that really have helped you like grow as not only as a business, but as individuals as well? Yeah. Um, we have a, a business advisor that we, we actually just talked to him yesterday. Oh, yeah that he guides us all the way from Texas um, <laughs> about the startup. He has built, what, I think three successful- Either stuff. two or three successful dev companies mm-hmm, and nice. one exit, and now he's on his second one. He just built some for fun. Yeah. So the thing is, we he's don't- really cool. We have amazing advisors and yeah. amazing mentors that are also, they care about us personally. Like we have the one who has a DevOps company, then we have an amazing woman who has a really famous podcast and she steps into our lives, not only as how do we present ourselves in media, how do we build these connections, but she's a friend, right? And she's someone older than us as well. Yeah. So we're able to tap into that. Like she's like a guide. Like she um, comes over yeah, with tomatoes, her, with tomatoes like, and her puppy. <laughs> <laughs> and she like feeds us all the time, but she also feeds us in the mind and the soul. And yeah. then we have like other advisors that run major publications and they're there for us. Um, people in the community. We find the thing is about it is you have, you, you find mentorship through your relationships with people. Mm. And when you're a good person, they'll be good back to you. Yes. So I would say we probably have like 
50 mentors, but there's just three really solid ones that are there yeah. for us. And then we're mentors for ourselves. We are everyday learners. We read and learn a lot. Like I'm like really into learning about love. So right now I'm reading All About Love by Bell Hooks and I'm reading The Seven Levels of Intimacy yeah. by Matthew Kelly. And they're mentors for me as well. Yeah. So you just have to find what sticks for you and like what guides you. But we have like some pretty amazing people in our community. Yeah. Um, the people that. that we work with that are helping us build a company, they serve as mentors in some spaces because we learn yeah. from them in every way. Like our designer and web um, developer, she teaches us so much mm-hmm. and she works for us. Yeah. yeah. But we learn from her. Every single day. Because we told our team when they first started, was like, hey, you're here for a reason. You're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. We don't ever want to make you like feel like what you're contributing is not enough or mm-hmm. anything like that. Or it's not welcome. So we made sure that they had the space where they can share and then they could be fully in their entrepreneurial selves. So they come with ideas. They, come, they just kind of come to us with like, hey, we should do this and tag this and do that. And we're like, all right, that's well with it. It's really cool. I love that. And I think that speaks a lot about both of you and your business in general, because I feel like a lot of, I don't want to categorize everyone, but a good majority of, I feel like business owners don't want, they feel like they have to own everything and they don't want to continue to learn. And there, but there are a ton of business owners out there that hire people, like you said, for a reason, because they don't know everything. Like you need to constantly be on the conquest for knowledge. That's one of my values in life is just to constantly be learning. That's why I have Mm -hmm. this podcast to learn from individuals like yourself because I don't know everything. Like there may be be some areas that I know a lot about, but there's so much in the world that we don't know about Mm -hmm. and you're going to kill yourself if you try to know everything. So by surrounding yourself with people that are skilled in a certain area that maybe you aren't and you're consistently learning from them, even if they work for you, I think that's, that's wonderful. Um, And creating that community, like you said, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that have the same passions, desires, Mm -hmm. purpose, all of that. And the crazy thing about that too, if I can speak on it a little bit more. um, So with Pathos Beauty, one of the main components, other than building our community to get everyone excited about what we're doing and also so that we can support each other as a celebratory place, but we have um, a live that we're going to begin and we have interviews where we'll be interviewing podcast leaders, we'll be interviewing like government leaders, we'll be interviewing beauty experts, influencers, consumers, we're interviewing everyone. And those are conversations around what does beauty really mean to you? Because one of the biggest things that's important for us is that we're changing a narrative around how do we see beauty because it's more than just products, right? Mm -hmm. And those are all people that we learn from. So even when we're like acquiring vendors and we're talking to the founders about what they're building, we learn from them. Half the time we're sitting in the calls like, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) So like those serve as mentors too. And like all those people that, we're going to bring to the live series and the podcast. It's like, like you, it's like you learn from them every day. It's just having those talk to as many people as possible. Cause you don't know what you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. I also think it's about putting yourself out there. A lot of mm-hmm. people aren't willing to reach out like on LinkedIn, like you guys met, which I find insane. I talk about LinkedIn all the time and how it's so <laughs> crucial for connections. Best friend starting a business here. Prime example listeners, right. <laughs> but 
making those connections and putting yourself out there and being like, Hey, can I get 10 minutes of your time to talk about this or inviting to people be on a podcast and just like having those conversations, talking to someone in line at the grocery store, like just learning from others. There's so much knowledge around us that I think people don't understand. And sorry, I'm going off on a tangent on this because I'm so passionate no, about we it. Like no, we like tangents. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what you guys are doing is amazing because you're not only just creating a business, but you're creating a brand and you're creating a movement, which you're is something that's- yeah, exactly. It's something that's really empowering. And yeah. Diamond, you just mentioned this, but I want to ask you guys both that question. What does beauty mean to you personally? Oh, I like that question because we always get to ask that. Um, it's interesting when people ask us. Yeah. Because we ask everyone else that question. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, beauty means being um, your whole self, like whole self being your highest the highest version you can achieve for yourself. That to me is beautiful because that's a, that's something that's from within. That's something that cannot be replaced. That's something that's eternal peace forever. So to me, that's something, cause you know, your looks change and all that stuff. But like, I think internally, I look at myself in the mirror every day and I know I'm beautiful and beyond looks. Mm. So that's what beauty means. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think for me, like, like our slogan is, um, where inclusivity is beauty. Yeah. And when I think about inclusive it, inclusiveness, it's not necessarily bringing a bunch of races together, mm -hmm. but it's about looking at the universe as a whole and all the pieces that like, whoever the engineer was building this amazing planet. That's what I think about like, what does beauty really mean to me? Because beauty exists in so many different ways. It really depends on like the lens that you have. Like I have a plant addiction and we own over 120 plants and mainly <laughs> Papa's plants like this one, which we named our company after. Yeah. Um, but I have an obsession with plants and it's really beautiful to watch them grow. Like if you clip a Papa's plant and you put it in water, it will propagate. Yeah. And there's so many different species of Papa's plants and no two leaves are the same. And they're beautiful. Like, and that's one of the reasons why we named it Papa's Beauty is behind the most resilient, one of the most resilient emotional plants um, with many different variations. There are never two leaves that look identical. And like, there's beauty in so many different ways, like cooking. Like I love, I'm obsessed with cooking and it's the beauty of cooking or I'm an artist. I love painting and yeah. there's a beauty in that, the beauty in people. Like there are people who have freckles all over their bodies and like each and every freckle is different. And it's like, I don't know. So beauty for me is inclusivity because it's all things that are on this planet. And if you take a second to just notice it, you'll be blown away. I was literally just about to say that a wise mentor of mine once told me when I was having a really rough time, like literally step outside and just notice how much yeah. beauty is around you, how much, how lucky you are to live in this world and be a part of this place that you're in in your life like the sky the birds chirping like the grass mm -hmm. the sneakers underneath your feet like there's so many things to be thankful for that it consume beauty in them like my cup of coffee here oh, chef's kiss beautiful like, <laughs> like there's so many things and I'm glad you both said that um it's talking about the internal not only the external because yeah. that for me is what beauty is to me it's more about understanding who you are and showing up as yourself every day and not trying to change yep. yourself for others because we are all uniquely beautiful 
in every yes. each way. Um, yes. So just going back to the business of Pothos, which I love to hear why you named it Pothos. That's so cool. <laughs> I actually have a Pothos plant as well over on my windowsill. But um, yeah. <laughs> mom, what's up? I only have six though. So you guys beat Keep me. Going. It's okay. Definitely Keep going. beat me. Oh, I will. I'm actually going plant shopping today. So Ooh. adding another baby to the, the farm today. But <laughs> um, what are you both hoping for Pothos Beauty within the next year, five years, 10 years? Talk oh. me through a little bit about what your hopes and dreams are for the company. Each one of those years have different things. Yeah. Different phases. Uh, because we're building a society here. Yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> massive. Um, I think for the first, let's say. The short-term goal. Short-term goal, three to six-month goal. Yeah. Is to build a community as big as we can get. To interview as many people as we can. Because if you have a community, you can move a number. So we need to build it as big as we can get it. And then we're able to make a shift to the industry. So that's our biggest goal right now is and launch our or launch our marketplace, marketplace. before year end. Yeah. Um, and acquire more brands and get more people on board because the faster and bigger we get, the more we can do with the movement. Yeah. So it's not just a point of like we just want to be a multi-million dollar company. We need to be a big company simply for the space, the fact of how can we change a narrative around beauty? How can we build inclusivity if we don't grow as fast as possible? Mm -hmm. So that's, we're building a movement. So with movements, yeah. you have to move the numbers, you have to move quickly. I think it's more also like the, the impact that we're trying to drive. Um, I think by connecting with different people in different spaces, mm -hmm. we'll be able to drive bigger and, and more purposeful impact. So then when the, um, when the pop, <laughs> with the market launch, with the marketplace launches, they would be able to understand like the full picture. But right now we're just solely focusing on the community aspect. But Emily, if you know any brands that you use for yourself that are clean beauty, that you love, um, that you love send us over and we'll talk to them. Absolutely. And as always to my listeners, I have all of both of your information linked down in the show notes. I ask them as well. Definitely reach out to both Diamond and Lydia about these things because, like mm -hmm. they said, it's a community and we need to yeah. set it up. Mm -hmm. And like once that community gets built and things like expand, you know, there's going to be a conversation everywhere around what does beauty really mean. Mm -hmm. So the next phase, depending on what happens in our pandemic, but we want to have those physical spaces where people can physically come together and share that synergy and that energy of what it means to celebrate each other. Yep. And like, that's essentially what we'll be looking at for year one to three is how can we build this community? How can we build safe spaces of connection? Mm -hmm. So with those vibrations of more people caring about each other and celebrating uniqueness, we really can change the world together. And that's our goal. Um, I think a lot of brands miss the togetherness and the power that we have in numbers. And we just want to make sure like everything starts with beauty and fashion. You can't escape it mm -hmm. at all. All industries, you can't escape it. So we know that we have to change the narrative so we can change the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think during this crazy time that we're living in, in 2020, community is the number one thing that we need going forward in yeah. order to make 2021 even slightly different than this one was. And I think that really came together this year is that we, I started to notice a lot of people started uniting a lot more on all fronts. Um, yeah. 
it, it yeah. was really inspirational regardless of the the movement but um i'm really excited to see where pothos beauties go and i can't wait to continue to support and um be a part of your community and i hope all of my listeners join in as well but we are coming up at the end of our episode sadly it was so great chatting with you ladies i do have few last questions for both of you that I like to ask all of my um, guests. So first and foremost, you're talking directly to my listeners right now. They have their headphones on. You're speaking directly into their ears. What advice would you give them if they are struggling during this time, maybe wanting to start a business, not, into, not knowing if they're believing in themselves enough, whatever it may be. They need advice, period. What would you tell them? Okay. I mean, if you want, uh, <laughs> I would say, cause you know, we're all in this together. Yeah. Um, so I would say that don't be afraid to let somebody in, in your journey. Um, and I'll explain that because I am the type of person that like the way I was raised, it was like, you figure it out. And then when you're perfect, come to us. So like, I never learned to show my weaknesses, my failures, or like the, the rough draft with anybody. Yeah. It was kind of just like, this is the presentation at the end of it. And I think <laughs> being friends with Diamond, honestly, she's the type of person that would be like right here all the time. So like that helped me open up and then like be open with her about my journey. I don't have to just show her the end product. It's like, I can take her on this journey. Yeah. So being that we're in 2020 and everything is upside down, do not be afraid to let people in because you never know how much they can impact you. So that's what that's I would say. Great. You're going to make me cry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's real. You know I struggle with that. Oh, yeah, that you do. Time. Yeah. We've gotten past that. Um, <laughs> and for me, I would leave with you guys, like, with this being a tough time, um, I like to, there's two things like, I like to put together. Understand that in life that there is struggle. And struggle is going to be a part of life. The yeah. fact that there is struggle is actually a blessing mm -hmm. because that means that you're living. Mm -hmm. So definitely know that there's going to be struggle. Like if struggle comes, it's like, hey, struggle, and you just keep going. Um, but more importantly, leading from that struggle, I say it everywhere I am, you're, everything is made up and then you die. Like you're going to die anyway. Yeah. And I know that's like very extreme for some people. But once you accept that you're going to die one day and there's an end to you, that you will begin to start living. So during this time, take, I did a personal audit where I looked at every single corner of my life and I realized that I was not living for me. So because I'm going to die one day and I don't know when I'm going to die, I live every single day yeah. because of that. Mm -hmm. So I leave with you guys and I know it's hard, but you woke up today. Yeah. hopefully you'll wake up tomorrow yeah. it, it gives you a chance to start over and do it again over and over again until the last day yeah so i would say most importantly like struggle is inevitable and you're gonna die anyway mm -hmm. so live every single day it, yeah. you'll hit rock bottom yeah and then you let people into your journey people will change your freaking life yeah in one day mm -hmm. be open to that like, you're gonna die anyway i know it's crazy but like i say that all the time my no. friends laugh about it they're like you're so cynical and i'm like i don't understand where everyone feels like they didn't get this information but 
there's an end date. Like it's gonna happen. We but don't like, know when it is. Exactly. And like you said, it's like using every day, like it's your last. I my listeners know this, but I have a tattoo on my wrist that's just the number 24. It just reminds mm-hmm. me to live every day 24 hours at a time. So I love that. I always preach like I sign all my emails, enjoy today's 24, just I because like yeah, it's just like focus on today. That's all you can do. And if you wake up tomorrow, hell yeah, you got another day to do it. So you can't be focused too much on the future. Just focus on the present and one day at a time. And I think that advice you guys gave, like, honestly, started my day off strong. And I'm like, I was tearing up a little bit, I'm not going to lie. So thank you, ladies, so much. And so the final, the final two questions I have are a little more lighthearted, but do sum up everything. Um, what are you both grateful for today? Oh, I didn't even think about that today. Me too. Oh my god. Daily reminder, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what am I grateful for today? Wow. Um <laughs> This is the sucks actually. So um, then you go. <laughs> I think Okay, so today we are having after the school we're having our stand up call with our team. Our first one. Our first oh, one. That's a they just day. awarded last week. Yeah. So um it's really cool to see them. And I think like it's it's just funny to see to see them and their like adventurous faces. And I know they're gonna come with that energy, so I'm excited to see that. That's what I'm grateful for. To finally be able to provide the space that I never got or I wanted for somebody else. That's what I'm I love grateful that. for. Yeah. I'm going to kick off with that as yeah. well. Yeah. Because today is a very busy day, but yeah. I'm very grateful. It is so surreal to build this company. Like, to be able to talk about our story and to share and to grow this community and to have a team and see it come. I am freaking grateful for this. Like, it is surreal. But more importantly, I'm grateful for Lydia because, like, she gets to do it with me and I do it with her and it's fun. I like it. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yes. All the good vibes. And I think both of your answers actually goes off the next question, the final question. What are you excited for within the remainder of today's 24? Um, I'm excited to see the team all together. I'm nervous, but I'm excited to see them all together in one space. It's, it goes back to like the last thing. It's a real that we are in the position where we get to, you know, water these beautiful flowers and build them to be like the best that they can be off of what they want to learn. So it's really exciting to be in the other position. Um, So that's what I'm excited for today is to see that. I I hope I don't freeze in the meeting because it's just like a surreal moment. I've always dreamt of the day where I own my own company and I get to like feed my team excitement and love. And so that's what I'm excited for today. Me too. I'm going to have to steal that too. I'm excited for that. And then today is also like my other best friend's birthday. So I'm excited to like call her and catch up with her um, and see what her 27th birthday is looking like too. Because that's coming up for us. (laughs) I love that. I know my listeners don't see the video, but I'm like, my cheeks hurt because I'm grinning so much (laughs) in the episode. But Ladies, Diamond, Lydia, thank you so much for being here today and showing up and representing Pothos Beauty and sharing up with us, your community. Um, please, before we sign off, let all my listeners know where they can find you. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Emily, by the way. Thank you for having Absolutely. us. 
Um, I could be found. Yes, I could be found at Lydia D Greatness. So Lydia, the letter D Greatness on Twitter and Instagram. And I can be found at Diamond Hawkins underscore. And that's both on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Pathos Beauty at yes. Pathos Beauty on Instagram. You can find us on our website, yes. www.pathosbeauty.com. Um, we are on all socials. It's the same, just Pathos Beauty. We're excited to have you guys. And drop your email to our email list because then we can add you to the PB Society, the internal club. Yes. And you yeah. can send us a message on LinkedIn too if you like. Yes. LinkedIn <laughs> messages, where it all began, right? Yes. right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I will have everything linked down in the show notes as always, guys. And I will also I'll link that um email the um where they can sign the newsletter on your website so they okay. can hop right into that. And also, if I may add, if they still want to be a part of what is beauty mean to you campaign. They can do so by recording a video of themselves saying like, hey, what does beauty mean to me? And then drop a word or if you want it to be longer too. And email that to hello at pathosbeauty.com. Yes. That's amazing. Or we just want to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to do that myself. That's amazing. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. Well, ladies, thank you so very much for being here today. I appreciate you all so much. Of course. Thank you, Emily. Hey, Emily. y'all that is it for today's episode I really hope you enjoyed that conversation that I had with Diamond and Lydia they are fantastic as I've said a hundred times in this episode all of their information will be located down in the show notes and they will also be tagged on all of our socials um, all of our posts that we make within this episode so at the purpose project pod definitely go over and give us a follow so that you can follow Lydia and Diamond easily through there as well. And I will also have the link down below to the Pothos Beauty website where you can sign up for their newsletter and keep in touch with both Diamond and Lydia and all the amazing things they are doing for beauty worldwide. I also wanted to let y'all know that Diamond and Lydia have given the Purpose Project fam 10% off of Pothos Beauty website using the discount code thepurposeproject10. And that is directly down in the show notes. If you want to just copy and paste it, definitely recommend using it, checking out their website and supporting the girls. All right, everyone, that is all I have for today. I really hope you enjoyed this amazing, amazing episode and conversation. It really provided some light also to myself on how I define beauty. So take some time to reflect. How do you define beauty? And maybe have that conversation with that group chat with all your friends in it. Like have that conversation because it is super important and Lydia and Diamond are doing an amazing job at starting that conversation. So that is all I have for you guys today. Everything's down in the show notes. Make sure to give us a subscribe, a rate, a review. Really appreciate it and appreciate all your support always. All right. Have an amazing rest of today's 24 and I will talk to you all next week. Bye.